1: recorded live.
2: All right, sorry about that. That's fine. Yeah, wasn't expecting, hey, how? <laughs> <laughs> so I like, saw
0: where the cuff is, like slid right through it, so it was like, mm. in the fold. <laughs> 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 the potatoes everywhere, I can't. So I take those off, and I forget, you know, I like Potatoes molding in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice surprise to find later. Mm. Yeah. all hey, oh, the potatoes. That's right. What's that smell? <laughs> oh.
2: Potatoes. That's nice.
1: <laughs> Come on. All right, recording's going, so
3: whenever you're ready, I'm ready.
0: Okay. Any
2: updates on Pamela? Nope. It's very quiet right now. So I got a hold of
0: Axel on Twitter. Just tell them oh, yeah? We were thinking about somewhere in January?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably mid January, but he gave me errands after some uh, email.
2: Just okay.
0: no direct, so I
2: will in the next few days. Just send something out. All um,
1: right. Okay. Oh, okay.
3: All awesome. set. Okay. Hello, welcome to another episode of Lost in Order. My name is Anna and uh wait, I want to start that over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost in Order podcast. We are watching Chronologically Lost, which puts every scene from the TV show Lost, plus some episodes, into chronological order. Uh, We're covering episode 89 today. My name is Anna, and I'm here with Wendy, who is always up for going Dutch. Hey, Wendy.
0: (laughs) Hi, Anna. Um, I probably won't be able to do Dutch today because...
3: you fell down a I, hole and wait uh,
0: well I did yeah there was there was a there was a lot of um like metal objects and things kind of piled over my my purse, so I couldn't get to it, I'm <laughs> oh, free sure. to like wrap some chains around it and like pull it up with a van,
3: yeah, yeah, it well, you we, we can so. buy a car for that, yeah okay, All right,
0: cause, you know I still can't get the wallet, so you float me alone here
3: <laughs> all right. We got you covered. So today's episode eighty nine. Uh we're still in two thousand seven or thereabouts at so the end of the year. This is back on the island, days five and six. Uh did you pick up on any themes from this episode?
0: Uh this theme is just between you and me. Hmm. Just between Miles and Kate. They share the same injury of temporary hearing loss from whatever happened, happened. Just between Sayed and Harley, Saeed wonders aloud about where he'll end up after he dies, because not even remembering how many people he has tortured over his lifetime. And just between Hugo and Jacob, Jacob lets him know that he's now dead and that no one will be able to see him but him. And my bay informs Ben that now that Jacob is gone, that he's to talk with Richard. Talk to him about what? <laughs> That's between me and Richard. <laughs> just between Frank and Son. About Alana, Bram, and the gang. They say they're the good guys. I'm not buying it either. Uh, just between Kate and Sawyer, if Juliet dies, he's going to kill Jack. Just between Hurley and Jen, from the info Jacob gave him, does Jen know how to get to where the hole in the wall that the French team went through? Yes, because it will help save Saeed. Uh, just between Hurley and Jack, the doctor uh, can't fix Saeed, so Hurley has to do it. Between Ben and Flock, after slaughtering Jacob's bodyguards, and despite the name-calling of the monster, um, he tells Ben, sorry, you had to see me like this. Between Juliet and James, inside the wreckage of the Swan Hatch, he loses her again. It's time for good, but not without letting him know that she has something important to tell him. He wants bearing Juliet to be a just-between-you-and-me activity, but Sawyer tells her to go with the rest of the losties to help Saeed. James would rather have Juliet's burial be between just him and Miles, but not for his companionship, but for his abilities. She said it worked. And as the losties are taking, uh from the tunnels by the others into the temple, and they're almost shot, Hugo decides to share what has been just between him and Jacob, what's in the guitar case. And after Saeed is drowned at the temple, just between Kate and Jack, he tries to retreat, uh, with uh, what happened with Charlie after his hanging, but she stops him. He's dead. Just between MIB and Ben at the Fortuit statue, MIB says John Locke was pathetic and sad. He was the only island loyalist in the group, and in that he didn't want to leave, but MIB's plan is just the opposite of him. I want to go home. And Hurley thought he was sharing common just-between-you-and-me knowledge with Dogen and Lennon, but it was news to them, and alarm and ashes spread within the temple walls. And MIB wants to have some just-between-you-and-me time with his old buddy, Ricardo's after Ricky Boy figures out who he is, and it might be sucker punches him in the throat and carries him off into the jungle <laughs> and she the others and says, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. And Sawyer changed his mind said just between he and Kate that he doesn't want to kill Jack watch him suffer on this rock just like the rest of us. And just between him and everyone who happens to be around, the once dead Saeed would like to know what happened. That's what I have this week. What about you?
3: Nice. That's good. Uh, I'm kind of coming up with one on the fly here. Okay. Uh, But um, my theme is It Worked. So uh, It Worked for the who were in 1977. They're now in the present day, and they're realizing it. Uh, it worked. They got the van to pull the beam off uh, of the hole so they could get to Juliet. Uh, it worked. Bram puts a little circle of ash around himself to keep mm-hmm. the most monster away. Only worked temporarily, but hey, it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. It... it uh, uh, it worked. Hurley uh, is kind of getting questioned by Dogen, and Dogen wants to know how they, uh, why they came here, and uh, he gives him the guitar case as proof, and the proof thankfully works because they were going to shoot them all. Um, and then finally, uh, it worked. They were all surprised to see Said come back from the dead. But apparently that dirty water worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that dirty water.
2: That copyrighted, <laughs>
3: <laughs> what else did you like in this episode
0: oh well we got we got to see um Zach and emma bring yeah. us over we got you know oh, that's what they've been cindy, and um let's see like the um fast thinking of Jin you know, oh, we got the van and the chains and the whole you know so he he was all ready for that. So like action gin, he, he takes mm-hmm. him to command here. Um, just that, oh, man, just that look in the, the temple when when MIB says, I want to go home and just using the, the shadows, the light and the shadows in that scene is, uh, incredible. And, and he looks extremely scary and creepy. when He says, I'm mm-hmm. going to go home and just pulls back into the shadows. Uh, and just, uh, Jack is like, really looks lost and and broken by the end of it. He just you know sitting there in the temple. He's, he's like, you can't save anybody. Lost Julia. He feels bad. <laughs> Sawyer's mad at him. He's trying to kill him. He's you know like didn't it reset. didn't work. like he promised.
3: Yep.
2: Uh, yeah. He he just looks um, a wreck there. And yeah.
3: I think they let his hair grow longer in this last season, too, yeah. and that just makes him look like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's
0: he's just really out of sorts for Jack. This is probably one of the, one of the lower parts of, um, you know, where he is in his, his journey at this point. This is,
2: oh, yeah,
3: for sure. Probably,
0: like, you know... Um, Almost up there with you know why is my dead father walking around the island? Kind of what is going on? You know I, I'm supposed to have everything to control. I don't. It's way out of my control. So um, just <laughs> just all the 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 looks of you know with, with Locke on the on the beach laying in the ground and everybody's trying to figure out what is go- nobody knows what's going on.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: everyone's just so um, just out of it you know it's like none of this is really making sense and everybody's just kind of uh, do you know do you know no one right and they're knows. all sitting around
3: talking when Jacob is dead and nobody knows it yet
0: yeah <laughs> and even when they do they're just kind of like but wait why? how is this even it, it just none of it you're walking around how does this happen you know it's still not Computing with anybody, so it still kind of throws everything into to a mystery. Even though you're getting some of these things, can you know the dots are connecting, but you still it's mm-hmm. not making a whole lot of sense to people. So that's that's kind of fun. Just everybody's really kind of mixed up and confused. What's wrong with the water? What's this? Thing? You know, so everybody is is really off off their game here. So and it, yeah pretty apparent. Uh, What about you? Any stuff
3: in here? Uh, A few lines like, uh, you know, Jacob appears to Hurley, because I died an
0: hour ago and Hurley says, sorry,
3: dude, that sucks. (laughs) 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 Um, Ben, you're the monster. Unlock. Let's not resort to name calling. (laughs) And I love love Frank. I'm seeing it, but I'm not believing it. Still not believe in it, and um, I think we repeated this line a lot in the day. It's kind of it's kind of cheesy, but when Dogan says, "I don't like the way English tastes on my <laughs> <So much> tongue,"
2: <time. laughs> really okay, what the heck is that <laughs> uh, funny. That's, and,
0: that's super flowery? i <laughs> just very very poetic. The use of poetic language, <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, the other thing is just, uh, it seems like there's a new ultimatum every time. So this time they use the phrase, if your friend dies, we're all in a lot of trouble. It's kind of like the, you know, cut scene, <laughs> go to commercial moment. But I feel like we've been hearing that a lot lately. Like, if this happens, we're all doomed. If that happens, we're all dead. And it's like, you know, Saeed just died, and we're not all in a lot of trouble yet. So <laughs> when's that coming? You win.
2: <laughs> <you know> <laughs> it's common, <laughs> Pretty good.
3: yeah, that's true, but is that more trouble than they would have been in if he hadn't died? No, because Jacob was already dead
0: <laughs> that's that's true, but it does add an it adds a different element though inside the walls they were able to kind yeah. of prepare an unknown. But it's like, uh-oh, what happened here? And why is this dead guy up? In this, You know, we have healings, but I don't, it might be the same sort of thing. It's like, we've never seen this.
3: Mm, yeah, Resurrections. yeah. In other
0: directions. I don't know.
3: Why is there a dead Pakistani in my <laughs> temple?
0: <laughs> why is he not
3: <laughs> dead? <laughs> why is there a living Pakistani in my temple? <laughs> Any best wearing of a scarf this time? Uh,
0: I didn't notice that but I did notice uh, the wearing of a headband. Cindy at the temple. Cindy, oh yeah. Yeah, very. Nice, nice hair. Circuit, nineteen seventy nine, perhaps <laughs> nineteen eighty
3: something <laughs> like that. That's a good Island idea. really brings out the seventies and all of them. It does. Do you saw. All right.
0: Them? No, no scarves for you that you saw.
3: Don't, nope. Didn't notice any. So. All right, well, now that we've reviewed fashion and all of our initial impressions, we're going to turn the frozen donkey wheel and take a look at the episodes that went into this episode of Chronologically Lost. All right, well, there's only one episode this time. So this is kind of unusual. We haven't had that happen for a while. And the episode, well, I mean, it's technically two parts, the two-parter episode, um, but it's LAX parts one and two. So season six, episodes one and two. It aired on February 2nd, 2010, was written by Damon Carlton and directed by Jack Bender. So, you know, it's going to be a classic, (laughs) that team on it. Um, According to Lostpedia, Unusually, there was no guest cast list given before the airing of the episode in the ABC press releases to avoid spoiling the episode, which I'm sure we all appreciated. This is the first season premiere in which all the main cast members appear since pilot part one. Um, a few things that were happening around this time um, well, this goes back a couple months when they finally announced this February 2nd premiere date, which we were all waiting. To hear during the hiatus this comes from screenramp.com lost final season premiere date and cast info announced article is by roth miller the day has come for all us lost fans when we can start officially making our calendars marking our calendars for the air date of the season six premiere abc has announced that the sixth and final season of lost will kick off on tuesday february 2nd 2010 with a three-hour event that is a one-hour recap show as per usual shown at 8 p.m., followed by the two-hour season premiere entitled LAX, The Space is Intentional, FYI, from 9 to 11 p.m. Moving from last year's Wednesday night slot, season six of ABC's hit mystery show will settle in on Tuesdays, mainly because it doesn't want to compete with ABC's Wednesday comedy show lineup, nor do they want to move the successful lineup to another day to make way for loss. The schedule for later in Season 6 is still being worked out, but it's being purported that the new series V will follow Lost at 10 p.m. (laughs) If we continue without breaks or hitches, the Lost series finale will air on May 18, 2010, which did get bumped back a little bit. And then um, from SlashFilm.com, they had an article called The Opening Scene of Lost Season 6 is Now Online by Peter Sciarretta, and this was just a couple days before February 2nd, ABC held a sweepstakes which resulted in 815 winners receiving an exclusive message in a bottle with a digital key containing the opening scene to the final season premiere of Lost days before it premieres on television. SL Lost has photos of one of the winners' bottles and they also had uh, a link, it was dead now, but they had a link to the four-minute scene uh, posted online, beware, this is the actual first four minutes of the season six premiere of Lost, episode LAX. This is not a joke, not a rickroll. Do not watch it now if you don't want to see it until the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty strong word. Yeah. This is not a rickroll. Thank you. <laughs> uh, around this time, actually this article is from February 2nd, uh, 2010, Popular Mechanics had an article called Lost Season 6 Premiere Has Rock Solid Science. This is by Erin McCarthy. Some highlights from this article. Last season, the castaways detonated a hydrogen bomb in an attempt to rewrite history. Popular Mechanics talks to Michio Kaku, host of the Science Channel's Sci-Fi Science, to find out just how close the science in the season six premiere comes to fact. Beware, spoilers ahead. Dead Juliet was right. Faraday's plan did work, and this is where Lost is on solid science ground. Like Fringe, the show is now diving headfirst into multiverse theory, where the river of time forks constantly into different universes. According to this theory, our universe is a bubble of some sort, which is constantly expanding, explains Michio Kaku, host of the Science Channel Sci-Fi Science and the author of Physics of the Impossible. But there are other bubbles out there floating above us. These other universes are invisible since light passes below them. Until now, Lost has said that whatever happened, happened. You can't change the past. And that's also right, according to Novikov's self-consistency principle. When the castaways detonated Jughead, they created another universe in which Oceanic 815 never crashed, but they didn't alter their own past. In fact, some interpretations of quantum theory, they're actually, in some interpretations of quantum theory, they're actually existing in multiple states at the same time. If time forks into two rivers, then you have two parallel realities which evolve independently of each other, Kaku says. Your own past is fixed, but you can meet copies of yourself in parallel universes in different time eras, and then change your history. You can change the past of the alternate reality that split off. It might also be possible that in those other realities, people who are dead in our reality are still alive in other universes. So Elvis might still be alive in another reality. In other words, the castaways simultaneously exist on the island where they're preparing for an epic battle between good and evil and in a world where Jacob never touched them, where they never crashed, where they don't know each other as of yet. So that was (laughs) the day of the premiere. That's how people were looking into the science and uh, explaining what they were seeing with the Flash Sideways. Also related to the Season 6 premiere, they uh, had their traditional um, Lost premiere airing on the beach in Waikiki, and I found uh, one fan's report on his blog called LiftingFogBlog.com, Lost Season 6 premiere on Waikiki Beach by Henning. Uh, He had some pretty funny things to say 10,000 nerds, all nerdier than me, were in attendance at the event. <laughs> you could feel and see and hear it on the red carpet hours before the sunset screening. Fans dressed as Dharma members and polar bears were almost crying with the arrival of every new limo. Jin Locke, they called out. Some actors were more difficult to identify. The pilot! That woman! Oh, <laughs> some, were mis- some were misidentified completely and with embarrassing results. Miles is mom, Because I'm Asian, I'm a producer. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. You were just excited. Right or wrong, appropriate <laughs> or borderline racist. It didn't matter. The enthusiasm brought to the red carpet was really something to take in. God knows the sound of a thousand women screaming, Sawyer, <laughs> then fainting hard is one I won't soon forget. <laughs> After an introduction by the mayor of Honolulu, lost intrepid showrunners Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse took the stage to graciously thank the fans, and particular, particularly Oahuans, for making the show what it is today. And, of course, he did not post anything about what the content of the episode was because we were still three days out from the premiere. And then the last thing I have, uh, I remember this being a big topic of conversation in early 2010. I got this from TV.com. Will Obama Bump the Lost Premier by Tom Surrett on January 6, 2010. While ABC spent weeks in their underground hatch devising the best possible return date for the final season of the hit, February 2nd and its Groundhog Danis was deemed that winner, that decision may be all for naught. And misguided blame can be pointed at President Obama and the White House. The White House is picking between two dates, January 26 and February 2, for the State of the Union address, according to theWrap.com which would put it in conflict with Lost. The president has had his share of detractors, but if he gets in the way of a Lost premiere, he may feel a wrath a million times the potency of town hall disruptors. (laughs) I do remember that. I remember
0: that one, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. He's like, no, you can't move our Lost premiere. We've been waiting nine months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, timeline discrepancies, this all kind of came from one episode, so... Not not a lot of stuff, not a lot of moving parts, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the only one that that got to me then, even as I was thinking it out, and I was typing, I was like, no, wait, okay, now I get it, (laughs) was last week when we were watching it, and they uh, end up at the imploded hatch. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was thinking, wait, how can that be before... This happens this week, but then it's like, no, this is something else. So the <laughs> patch has been through different things. So it's like, that was Desmond, and this is...
2: Um, the bomb. Subsidies.
0: Yeah. Or is it? So we're... I was <laughs> so like, okay, not time discrepancy. So, yes, yeah, so yeah, like- this
2: pretty straightforward from what we can...
0: Uh,
3: Was this another instance? Then, do you think of anything that they were touching at the time when they moved through time? Went with them, so they were touching some of that stuff. Hmm. Some of that stuff was touching Juliet, and so it moved with her, and that's how she was still trapped. Hmm. Because I don't remember there being exactly that kind of mound, not debris on her. Yeah,
0: not that when the hatch imploded.
3: I don't remember all that stuff. Maybe it was there though.
0: I mean. There was some that was going down into the um, where they were digging. Was getting pulled by the magnetism, but um, not to the extent that we saw. I don't think. And it was still hole in the ground where this is like it's much bigger (laughs) hole in the ground than what was originally there. So, I guess we'll probably into that okay cool yeah it does kind of call a lot of things
3: in that question so yeah yeah Hmm. okay all right well that's a good thing to kind of touch on and tease maybe for questions later (laughs) so uh after looking at the uh time around this episode let's uh look at ph1 has been we're going to take a look at pop culture and historical references in this episode
2: This week on VH1 has-beens, we don't have a
0: lot of um, necessarily cultural references, but there are quite a few. <laughs> really? Refrigerator. <laughs> <Is> you hear refrigerator <laughs> running? <laughs> also, I'm going to make ice now. <clears throat> Thanks, refrigerator. Okay, hold on. A Let me. See. Don't do that again. Right. Uh, this week on VH1 Hasbens, we're going to start with what was in Hurley's guitar case, which is an Ankh. And this came from altreligion.about.com by Catherine Beyer. The Ankh is the most well-known symbol to come out of ancient Egypt. In their hieroglyphic system of writing, the Ankh represents the concept of eternal life, and that is the general meaning of the symbol. Uh, The ankh is an oval or point-down teardrop set atop a T-shape. The origin of this image is highly debated. Some have suggested that it represents a sandal strap, although the reasoning behind such use is not obvious. Others point out the similarity of another shape known as a knot of isis or a taillette, the meaning of which is also obscured. The most commonly repeated explanation is that it's a union of a female symbol with a male symbol, um, kind of the um, genitalia, I guess. They say, but there's no actual evidence supporting that interpretation.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the Ankh is generally displayed in association with the gods. Most are found in uh, funerary images. However, most surviving artwork in Egypt is found in tombs so availability of evidence is skewed. The gods involved in the judgment of the dead may possess ankhs. They may carry it in their hand or hold it up to the nose of the deceased, breathing in eternal life. There are also uh, funerary statues of pharaohs in which an ankh is clutched in each hand, although a crook and flail, symbol of authority, are more common. In purification context, there is also images of gods pouring water over the head of the pharaoh as part of purification ritual, with the water being represented by chains of ankhs, and was representing power and dominion symbols. It reinforces the close connection the pharaohs had with the gods, in whose name he ruled and to whom he returned after death. Pharaoh uh, Akhenaten embraced a monotheistic religion centered on worship of the sun disk, known as the Aten. Artwork from the time of his rule, known as Amarna period, always including the Aten and images of the Pharaoh. This image is a circular disk with rays terminating in hand reaching down toward the royal family. And sometimes, although not always, the hand clutches ox. Again, the meaning is clear: eternal life is a gift of the gods, meant most specifically for the Pharaoh and perhaps his family. The was and gene. The Ankh is also commonly displayed in association with the was staff and the Jed D J D column. Uh the Jed column represents stability and fortitude. It is closely associated with the uh uh Osiris god of the underworld and also of fertility, and it has been suggested that the column represents a stylized tree. Talk a little more about that. The staff is a symbol of the power of ruleship. Together, the symbols appear to offer strength, success, longevity, and long life. And uh, the use of the Ankh today, (coughs)
1: excuse
0: me, the Ankh continues to be used by a variety of people. Kemetic pagans dedicated to restructuring Egyptian traditional religion often use it as a symbol of their faith. Various New Agers and Neo pagans use the symbol more generically as a symbol of life or sometimes a symbol of wisdom. In Thelema, it is viewed as the union of opposites as well as a symbol of divinity and moving toward one's destiny. In the Coptic cross, the early Coptic Christians used a cross known as crux and sata, or Latin for cross with a handle, that resembled a an ankh. Modern Coptic crosses, however, are crosses with arms of equal length. A circle design is sometimes incorporated into the center of the symbol, but it's not required. Um, see the guitar case, so history of guitars from roadreadycases.com. Throughout history, the guitar has evolved gradually into the form it takes today. Its evolution can be traced back to an old stone carving of a Hittite barb that dates back to over three uh, three 3,300 years ago. The instrument being played in the carving, while not identical by any means to today's guitars, contained the basic and essential features of a guitar. The image showed an instrument with a flat top, long neck complete with frets, and curved in sides. In the 12th century, the guitar is seen and described as an instrument with a wooden flat back, ribs, and a long neck. By the 14th century, the Latin and Moorish guitars being used were being referred to as guitars. The Moorish guitars were called the guitarra, Marasca and had a wide fingerboard rounded back and several sound holes. The Latin guitar, known as guitaras latina, differed in that it had a single sound hole and the neck was much more narrow. And by the 15th and 16th centuries, the design of the guitar was evolving more and more into the guitar we know today. The development of the Spanish Bejula is believed to have been a large influence in the style of modern guitars with a hole in the bass, the strings, and its curved structure. The American guitar, this came in the mid-1500s and was brought to the country by the early Spanish explorers and missionaries. The arc lute, this lute had a long neck, which was designed to accommodate two types of strings and was used during the Renaissance period in Italy and Britain. The archetype guitar, is a guitar used frequently in blues and jazz music. The guitar is strung with steel strings and falls into the acoustic guitar category. This guitar can be traced back as far as 1896. The bandura, this strung instrument, was most likely built in England by John Rose in the 1560s. The guitar instrument has six or seven string pairs. The bandura is sometimes compared to the folk instrument from the Ukraine known as the bandura. Baroque guitars are from the Baroque era, sixteen hundred to seventeen fifty, and smaller than the modern classical guitar, which is similar in style. The chitara battente, the name of the guitar means the beating guitar. This guitar is larger than classical guitar and uses four strings made of steel. The citern are known as the scyther. The instrument emerged from the Renaissance and is believed to be descended from the Saitole. This guitar contains metal strings which from four courses containing one, two, or three strings each. The classical guitar became fo- popular in the 19th century and was regarded as the national instrument of Spain. This guitar contains six strings and falls into the instrument category known as chordophones. The saito dates back to the 13th century, it's somewhat box like in shape compared to the modern guitars, but has been known to have been modified by Queen Elizabeth I so that she could use it as a violin. The English guitar evolved into the second half of the 18th century, and is is pear-shaped, short neck, 10 strings, and a flat bass. The five-course guitar is a guitar that contains five sets of strings, and they can come in single-paired or tripled. And the four-course guitar dates back to the 15th century and is believed to have been created by the people of Magala, the Guitira Latina, the string instrument evolved from hunting bows and gained popularity around 200 BC. The gatera morasca, this is a four-course instrument, has an oval-shaped structure, and was used around the 13th century. The turn dates back to the 13th was brought to Europe by the Spanish. Latin American guitars, they were used during the 1600s and believed to have evolved from the Americas and later was found in the Spanish colonies. The lute, dates back to the Arab ode. It's a pear-shaped structure with a curved back, and the ode can be traced back to the biblical age. It was first used somewhere around 1600 to 1150 BC and has an oval-shaped structure. A parlor guitar is believed to evolve during the 19th century and early 20th century. It was compact in structure and was usually played in homes. And the six-string, this is a form of guitar used in the 1650s, and it features using tuning heads, and multi-level rosettes. Theribo, this form of guitar evolved in the 1580s in Florence, and it was designed with a long neck. The 12-string guitar, this guitar arrived in the United States from Mexico and has six courses containing a total of 12 strings. And the vihuela de Mano, this is a 16th century stringed instrument. The instrument usually contains 12 strings and is popular with mariachi bands. So there's a whole lot more than just your average guitar that might be in that case. Mm. Um, And according to Lostpedia, the pool that we see in the temple was patterned after the pool of Bethesda. Now the pool at the temple bears a striking similarity to the pool in Jerusalem, commonly associated with healing. The name comes from the Hebrew Bethesda, meaning house of mercy or grace. In both Hebrew and Aramaic, it can also mean either shame or disgrace. And this is also from uh, BibleHistory.com, the, pool, the Bethesda Pool of Mercy. The Pool of Bethesda was located on the eastern side of the city near the Fortress of Antonia. The name Bethesda means House of Mercy. The water course source was a nearby spring. The pool had five porches and according to the Bible, there was a tradition that an angel moved the water at certain times and healed the sick. It was here at the pool of Bethesda that Jesus healed the man who was lame for 38 years. Recent archeological discoveries have again confirmed the biblical account that there were five porches and the fifth one divided the rectangular pool into two separate compartments. Josephus wrote about the pool of the sheep market archaeological remains of Herod's Jerusalem are scarce. The Romans did a thorough work of destroying everything and we know about Herod and his buildings through the writings of Josephus, Strabo, Cassius, Jewish literature, and archaeology in the Bible. The Roman legions of Titus destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD. They spared only Herod's powerful tower fortress as a symbol of the strength of the Romans who were able to overpower it. And where it's written in this uh, the Bible says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. And now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the waters is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And that's John chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. Dogen, we see him pruning some bonsai trees, and this comes from com. The word bonsai, often misspelled as bonsai, is B-O-N-Z-A-I, or banzai, B-A-N-Z-A-I. The proper spelling is B-O-N-S-A-I. It's a Japanese term, which literally translates, means planted in a container. This art form is derived from an ancient Chinese horticulture practice, which part of which was then redeveloped under the influence of Japanese Zen Buddhism. It has been around for well over a thousand years. The ultimate goal of growing a bonsai is to create a miniaturized but realistic representation of nature in the form of a tree. Bonsai are not genetically dwarfed plants. In fact, any tree species can be used to grow one. Bonsai. Size classifications. The ultimate goal of bonsai is to create a realistic depiction of nature. As a bonsai gets smaller, even down to a few inches or centimeters, it's increasingly becoming abstract as opposed to resembling nature in a more precise way. Seven classifications of bonsai have been put forward, and although the exact size classifications are disputed, they help to gain understanding of the aesthetic and botanical aspect of bonsai. The classification is originally based on the number of men needed to lift the actual tree. Size classifications, increasing in size, the uh, kishitsubo, which is 1 to 3 inches in size, the shitu is 2 to 4, the mame is 2 to 6 inches, the shohin is 5 to 8 inches, the kimono is 6 to 10, the katade muchi is 10 to 18 inches. The Chumono, or Chui, is 16 to 36 inches. The Omono, or Dai, is 30 to 48 inches. The hachiui or Hachiyu, is the 40 to 60 inch tree, and the Imperial is 60 to 80, and I probably butchered Japanese thoroughly. Uh, Banzai definition, the Chinese character for their older dwarf potted, the tree landscapes were adopted to name the Japanese art form. In short, the definition of bonsai can be explained as ban is a dish or a thin bowl, a modified vessel, which has been divided or cut down from a deeper form. And sai is a tree or other growing plant which is planted, planted as would be a halberd or spear or spike or pike stuck into the ground. Bonsai thus means or denotes a tree which is planted in a shallow container. Um, there was a book that was found in the temple when they were running through. said who reads out here.
2: Um, it's
0: Fear and Trembling by Soren Kierkegaard. This was published in 1843 in Denmark. It is a Christian philosophical novel written under the pseudonym Johannes de Salento, or John of the Silence. The title is a reference to a line from Philippians 2.12 in the Bible, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Itself a probable reference to Psalms 55.5, Fear and trembling came upon me. Kierkegaard wanted to understand the anxiety that must have been present in Abraham when God tested him and said to him, Take Isaac, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on the mountain that I shall show you. Abraham had a choice to complete the task or to refuse to comply to God's orders. He resigned himself to the three-and-a-half-day journey and to the loss of his son. He said nothing to Sarah, nothing to Eliza, who, after all, could understand him, for did not the nature of temptation exact from him a pledge of silence. He put the firewood, he bound Isaac, he lit the fire, he drew the knife. Because he kept everything to himself and chose not to reveal his feelings, he isolated himself as higher than the universal. Kierkegaard envisions two types of people in fear and trembling and repetition. One lives in hope, Abraham, and the other lives in memory. The young man and Constantine Constantinus He discussed them before his lectures delivered, before the Simparen <laughs> chromin. That is, long. and the unhappiest man. I can handle that one. One hopes for happiness from something out there, while the other finds happiness from something in themselves. It comes from Wiki. I don't know if it's neither. Um <laughs> and going Dutch is the last thing I have. This is from Wiki: The Origin of Phrases. Going Dutch is a term that indicates that each person participating in a group activity pays for themselves rather than any person paying for anyone uh, else, particularly in a restaurant bill. It is also called Dutch date, Dutch treat is the oldest form, and doing Dutch. There are two possible uh, senses, each person paying their own expenses, or the entire bill being split, divided evenly between all participants, In strict uses, Going Dutch refers to the former paying one's own expenses, and the latter is referring to a splitting the bill. But in casual usage, there may both be referred to as going Dutch. A Derivative is sharing Dutch, which stands for having a joint ownership of luxury goods. For example, four people share the ownership of a plane, boat, car, or any other shareable high-end product. This in order to minimize cost, sharing the same passion for that particular product have the maximum usage of this product. And the entomology of the word, one suggestion is that the phrase going Dutch originates from the concept of Dutch door. Previously on farmhouses that consisted of two equal parts. And Note that a Dutch door is also called a split door. The Oxford English Dictionary uh, connects go Dutch with Dutch tree and other phrases, many of which have an or derisive application largely due to the rivalry and enmity between the English and the Dutch in the 17th century, the period of the Anglo-Dutch Wars. Another example is Dutch courage. The gambling term dutching may be related to Go-Dutch as it describes a system that shares stakes across a number of bets. It is commonly believed, however, that the Dutch reference here was in fact derived from a gangster, Dutch Schultz, who use the strategy to profit from racing. The Dutch are also stereotyped as being stingy or tight-fisted, according to whom? <laughs> says,
2: which I've heard that from Dutch contributed... people before, but they they call it frugal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> which may have been contributed to the phrase. Yeah, there's a little... Uh, also, the concept may have originated from double Dutch, the Jump rope variation in which partners simultaneously participate. Yeah, so with a lot of, I look through various things about Dutch, and going Dutch. Yeah, it gets, it gets, uh, yeah, the English and the Dutch. Well, <laughs> I'll try that.
3: of wondering to go along with the temple of Bethesda being part of the, the temple, does the outside then look more like a Mayan temple?
0: Yeah, that's what it it, it kind of looks like. It's kinda got
3: those like stair steps. Yeah. And like square but like a
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. Pyramid the, the inside sort of shape. Make sure yeah, so it makes you kind of wonder I mean they've had so many different Cultures and things, so reach the island at different points. which just makes you wonder, it's like, were, were some things built and designed at certain points, and then other people came in, and started designing things from, you know, their perspective. So you kind of seem like a mm-hmm. hodgepodge of things, you know? Yeah.
2: At different points yeah. in
0: time. So, I mean, you've
3: got Kierkegaard and you've got Onks. <laughs> 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 it's definitely how it's All
0: mixed <laughs> together, bonsai trees.
3: Yes, <laughs> everyone brings a little stuff bit of going themselves. on
0: here. Yes, yeah, it's, yep. it's mixed. <laughs> Interesting stuff.
3: So. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for all that great research. Sure. Uh, next, we're going to take a stroll through the Jungle of Mystery and talk about some questions that we have after watching this episode. Okay, jungle of mystery. Wendy, you want to start with a question?
0: Sure. Um, How did Kate end up in the tree? Other than eventually, Lily likes to climb trees.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think they were just like (laughs) Evie. You're good at climbing trees.
2: She's just like, can I climb?
3: Put you up in this tree. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know because the the guys were laying down in the grass nearby, knocked out. Mm Mhm. Um. I don't know. I guess she was kind of blown upwards. I, I can't remember where she was standing when the bomb
0: detonated. Think, she was trying to help pull Juliet out of the hole, and then
2: um, oh, like so she would have been right tried down there to with... Get her away,
0: <laughs> and then he tries to get Juliet. Um, I don't
3: know. She I think
0: tree.
3: They just knew she liked to climb
0: trees. I know. <laughs>
3: It's the best best explanation. <laughs> it is
0: cool, you know. You think she's waking up on the ground? She's in a tree.
3: You never know. And Bernard ended up in a tree from the plane crash.
0: So, you know, people you can kind of get thrown around. Down. And That's possible. She would be like, yeah, up and she down.
3: got blown up in the air and kind of on the way back down landed there. That eh, <laughs> might be a little stretch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you? So.
3: Well, speaking of where people ended up,
2: hmm.
3: is Jacob's body gone from the fire?
2: <laughs>
3: and shouldn't it take longer for a body to disappear? I mean, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru—they're skeletons, around. Oh man, <laughs> where is Jacob? Is this like <laughs> Wicked Witch, and he just melted away? <laughs> how many
0: more movies okay. can I be? <laughs> I mean, how? Especially, yeah. it's an it's an open pit. It's not a huge it's fire not like either. A...
3: Think of Darth Vader's body burning. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, that It takes a lot. It does. I mean, it's not like a crematorium or something where it's enclosed and it's a certain you, oh. degree of feet or something. It's not <laughs> so. I mean, I'm so sorry. Technically, I,
3: I watched some community the other day. I thought you said dreamatorium.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a dreamatorium. Like, no.
3: Crematorium. Crematorium. Totally not different. the dreamatorium. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I heard and I was like, "Well, yeah, anything you imagine is possible. <laughs>
2: anything is
3: possible."
1: <laughs> Dream big.
3: <laughs> but yeah, you're That's right. It's oldest, not. Right? It's not a crematorium. It's like a little like you could cook your fish on that fire. <laughs> you
0: probably but could. you couldn't Want cook a fish? person. <laughs> Yeah, warm your hands and roast some marshmallows, but I don't know about Jacob. Um, hmm.
3: Is that another reason why Ben's standing there looking like he's just seen a ghost?
1: Because he's just staring
3: into the fire, and yeah, the body could not have been gone that quickly.
0: No, probably not. And there would probably be, I don't want to be gross or anything about it, but there'd probably be some evidence still
3: Well, I was thinking about how it might smell in there. If you smell a bunch of burning flesh, and they're just hanging out like, we're just going to stay here and wait. you has got a burning human body
0: in there. It's like, where's Jay? Oh, he's fine. Ben's like, he's in there. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
3: know about that. Ben, what's that smell on your clothes?
0: Nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, just cooking some boar in there. Boar bacon. Did he have any blood in his shirt? That's another question. Ben? He doesn't have any blood in his shirt, does he?
3: From? Um, I mean, James,
0: like, falls on him.
3: Oh, um, daddy. yeah. Hmm. This is all a little too clean. Yeah. Very suspicious. Weird.
0: Let's double check and look at Ben again.
3: Yeah. it's a good point. you have another question?
0: Yeah, um, that Jim mentions this, that he heard a noise and a bright light he saw and he can't—he couldn't hear what mm-hmm. happened to him. And then Sawyer having a uh, comment about the bomb going off things. Like if it was a bomb, you know, we'd be in a whole lot more shape than we are now. But Julia then tells him she hit the bomb. And he's like, what?
2: So what has mm-hmm.
0: really happened here? Is this, <laughs> did time travel happen simultaneously with the bomb? Is this from bomb? Did something else intervene, you know, and we're seeing the result of that? Did the island, like, welch it a little bit so it wasn't as bad as what could have been? Uh
3: yeah, that, that's a good question because I mean, well, it's a bomb, but not only did they survive, everyone in the past survived, and they all just saw a bright white light. So mm. something stopped the bomb from actually causing damage, or just the way that it interacted with all that electromagnetic magnetic energy that was right where they were building the Swan.
0: And when I mean, maybe saw... if they had
3: detonated it elsewhere, they probably would have died. But detonating it there with all that energy right there caused a different kind of reaction like putting two chemicals together I don't know anything about chemistry so I'm just throwing this out there <laughs> yes. I expect to get hate mail for this <laughs> <laughs> but that's my theory um, but it, it caused something different and it kept the people in the past who were supposed to be in the past kept them there and the people who needed to go back to their own time it somehow propelled them to the future and uh, yeah so then, then the question that you asked is is it so traumatic moving to the future that they all got knocked out, lost their hearing, or is that side effect of the bomb? Um, well,
0: Jen, Jen, when Jen was talking, he was talking about when uh, that time that he was with Danielle's team. Cause we were, oh, yeah, he was about comparing that. it. So he was having the same exact stuff happen and, and like, not being able to hear. I said, that really st- struck me because... Then you see Miles and, and Kate and everything like that. So is I mean we see people covering their ears, but he talked about like he couldn't hear afterward. So um, is that also mm. what we're seeing It's like is this
2: is this time travel? Yeah that's a is good it, point.
0: You know Yeah, are they both happening at the same time? But something's interfered in a way that it's not as destructive as it could have been.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
3: Yeah. Yeah, like they, they time-traveled kind of ahead of the wave of the bomb mm. so that they got safely into the present for the most part, but still had some side effects. Um, yeah, and because was that was out. so much more intense, and, well, I mean, they traveled... Further through time than that before, but the overall like blast of it seemed to be different and more intense than before. Just because it it was kind of like the other times they knew it was coming, they started to see the the light coming, and you know, kind of kind of built up to it, and then they flashed. They had a warning this time. They didn't really have a warning. It was like boom, white light, one moment here, one moment there.
0: and why that point in time, as opposed to the time Jack was hoping for, or you know, why?
3: Right. Why do they end up there?
0: Yeah. Is
3: it is it tied to Jacob's death? Because it follows right after that. Um, is it that you know Jacob had touched the timeline up to that point, and that's the point where Jacob couldn't touch it, couldn't influence the timeline at that point, so that's when they could come back and reappear? It's
0: so like right when all that happened, is happening exactly when Jacob in the future, so it's like within some sort of time bubble or something that they're in, right at the time of his death, that's when they travel?
1: hmm Because
3: they show up right after he's stabbed, right? I mean that right. was the very end of last time was stab, shove into fire. Mhm. Now that he's gone he can't he can't affect things even though we're in two thousand seven anymore. So boom, here they are. Right. They're allowed back in.
0: So something happened too like MIB is stuck in that body. Now they're this is where they're stuck. In time. It's like everything is just moving forward linearly. That's it, whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah, kind of like moving everything snapped forward. back into place.
0: But everything, like, right to that second was still 77. And that's... Yeah. So, is it purely um, so? What would happen if Ben didn't stab him right then?
3: know whether it was December something, 1977 or not? Because I don't know if it's like, oh, we moved from December 20th, 77 to oh. December 20th, 07, yeah. or if it was like, oh, it was July 77 and you moved to December 2007, then it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if he oh, had stabbed cool. Jacob five days later, then they'd show up five days later. they show up whenever Jacob ended up dead, I guess is my theory. Sort of like how in The Flash Sideways, they all die at different times, but they gather at the same time in the sideways.
2: We'd have to go to... Um, back to...
1: The future?
0: Yeah, back to the future. We have to go back to uh, earlier episodes.
2: And figure out when when they were. Like there's... Thousand four start getting dates, uh, up 72,
0: then we start getting years, and I'm just looking.
3: Yeah, I just in don't know how
2: specific we know the dates there. uh of quick going, check it. in, dates real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know, and we... The way the episodes are labeled
3: chronologically lost, episode episode uh, 5, 1977, day one yeah. to day two. Yeah. I don't think we know what time of year it is necessarily.
0: Yeah, we got like day four, day this. So we we just have years. We don't know
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: specifically what day. It's not like we were following it with uh, a JIRA and getting a basic idea, at least, okay, this is the month of December. This year, or something, so it gives us a little bit more time, um, or something very specific, like okay, this is the day of the crash, and then we have, you know, this day, this number day, this, you know, as we go along, so we have more of a specific calendar of sorts. Where when they were in the
2: 70s, we just have 1977 day, yeah, one, two, three, four.
3: Hmm. Um so um when Bram and the guys come in and Unlock disappears and he comes back as smoky. Mm-hmm. What was it that Bram found on the floor because it looks like he held up a ah. tooth and then when Unlocked disappeared, I mean he was standing in the room with them, kinda of ducked behind a pillar, disappeared, and then came in from the outside door as smoky. How does that work?
1: Hmm.
2: So you don't actually like see him turning into.
3: Right. right. The smoke. Box. So it's like did he become
0: invisible and leave the room and then come back in as a smoke monster? Can mm. he do that? Well is that all we've seen like last time we were talking about that with um With Ben being judged, right? You see.
3: That was a little more, like, sleight of hand. Right. On Unlock's part, like, oh, let me go find something to get you out of this hole. And then he walks away, and then Smokey comes in from somewhere else. But Mm -hmm. he comes through that grate, and he could have been, you know, traveling through whatever passageways are in the rest of the wall of the temple. But this was, like, he was in the room, he ducks out of sight, and he's gone. And then he comes back in from another direction. So there's no... I mean, unless he, like, turned into a teeny tiny smoke monster and darted out between a couple of rocks (laughs) really quickly, which we've never seen him do before. Like, he always is, like, pillar of smoke and takes up a lot of room Mm -hmm. and takes time, too. Like, even coming out of that grate, he just kind of, like, filters all the smoke out of all those holes, and it takes a lot of holes because he's a really big smoke monster.
0: (laughs) Or or when he's in, like, the Black Rock with Richard, but then you see him later.
3: Yeah.
2: just doesn't seem like his usual M.O. Oh. Weird. Do you think he, like, put something on the ground? A small little object It wasn't...
3: like Oh, like he dropped through a trap something
2: or Hole. Hey, <laughs> look over here. What's that? <laughs>
3: maybe. Or maybe there was a passageway back there we just didn't... You no, know, I don't think there was. Yeah, it's weird. And what did Bram
2: pick up? Was it? A yeah. Tooth? Do you think that was from Jacob?
3: Oh, I, I don't know. I was assuming it was from Locke because he's kind of like, hey, looking for Locke. Like, oh, where'd he go? What is this? Like a fake tooth or something that something that wasn't attached to his body, so it kind of got left behind when he changed, but he's changed before, so... Oh, wait, no. Now we think he's actual human flesh, so...
0: Right, now he can't...
3: It's different now than when he judged as, Ben. But
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, okay.
2: Once okay. Um hmm.
3: Things changed. Okay, you have another question?
0: I'm still trying to figure out what he picked up. Richard when he was confronted well who's in charge then (laughs) and he doesn't answer them so who does Richard believe who's really in charge does he think somebody else is in charge that we're not even really aware
3: (laughs) maybe he's smart enough to know that neither of those guys really between Jacob and the man in black they neither of them really know what they're doing or deserve to be in charge, and so he mm-hmm. kind of put himself in charge.
0: Yeah, because then right after that, Ben says, "Richard, he's like, so who's in charge?" And Ben says, "Richard." So does Richard kind of like, "Am I in charge now? What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> does you... that mean I, t- you know, how does this progress? I mean, as far as what is the deal? This is Locke is dead on the beach. Locke's supposed to be the leader. Ben is not the leader, I know that, and he's up to something, and what's happening? And now am I in charge? Where's Jacob? You know, does he think that he's next in line? Does he just not know what to do? And that's why he can't answer or he won't?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't he's just kind of inheriting this, position of authority because of age and experience and Jacob's not doing anything like he's such an ineffective leader I don't just, know. did
0: he ever think he would be I mean or was Richard just like well I'm I'm just kind of the yeah
3: he's weird he doesn't seem so ambitious but who's sending him off island like to get Juliet to recruit her is that a, well that's probably a bad thing right
0: yeah I'm gonna say that one's a bad thing
3: so mostly he's okay with someone else, maybe because he knows he'll outlive them. So Ben comes in, maybe Ben has some good ideas, maybe Ben has some bad ideas. <laughs> put up with it, and then the next guy will come along, and you just kind of
0: yeah, kind of roll he with it. A folder and goes, "Hey, how about this?" You know,
3: just
1: yeah,
0: ready for Ben to go, and then
2: <laughs> he's helping that process out, and it gets messed up. So yeah. is, is he thinking it? it's just like?
0: I just thought that was an interesting uh, bit of timing when they ask him that. And here comes Ben. You know, who's the leader? Richard? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah they do give hints with the timing like that. it.
2: care. Um. <laughs> 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 that's one of those.
0: <laughs> Any others?
3: Yeah, a few more. Um, Bram does that cool thing with the ashes to keep Smoke mm-hmm. Monster out. Whose ashes is he carrying?
0: Yeah, that's.
3: <laughs> or or what ashes? I guess it doesn't have to be a person. But <laughs> we all kind of assume. Uh, yeah,
0: that's I had similar question too. It's like, yeah, is are the the ashes of the people that the smoke monster has destroyed on the island at one point or another?
1: Mm-mm. So
0: then they kind of come back and haunt him.
3: How did Bram get them?
0: Tell him? Um, I don't know. They, I mean, the feeling that they work for Jacob. It's been a long time, you know. I mean, we don't even know. We see Richard, but as far as we, I mean, Alana was practically like burnt. <laughs> Third degree burns all over her body, whatever. And then she's like, "I'm fine," you know, beating up Saeed. and taking one of the. Like, wait, how long of a recovery Ooh. period was this? Like, is she like similar to Richard or some of these?
3: you know she's never met richard
0: before
3: no that's weird because that's what we were talking about last week with the um have they been to the island before alana and bram and how do they know their way around and how do they know jacob and stuff but now you making me think they've never been there before because she does not know who richard is which one he is and he's been there long enough that if she's been to the island the past like 150 years (laughs) she would have run into him so that is that is weird. And he's kind of like you can't just walk in here and start asking people <laughs> questions and then acting like you're in charge.
0: <laughs> so so why did Jacob do that then? Certainly not. Yeah, it's almost like he's it. almost
3: like he's trying to have all these different factions yeah. and either throwing them into confusion or pitting them against each other.
0: And it's not a question whether uh, Jacob knows Elana at the very least. We know that. He asked her to right, do this right. for him, so is this kind of along the lines of, you know, Widmore recruiting people through Abaddon, and you know,
2: here's Naomi,
0: you know, here's a here's all the people you're gonna have, you're gonna do this, and here's here's your mission, mm-hmm.
2: and, and it so they have basic
0: like... ideas about who these people are or what they need to do or something, but you know, bring bring some ash with you, yeah, I, I mean,
3: I don't know. yeah, it also looks as if. Jacob has talked to Alana a lot more recently than he's talked to Albert. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know what that means in the overall scheme of hierarchies and whose plan is the real plan and right. what's going
2: on. Lists. But... It's oh, like
0: lists. we thought it was Ben's list and his and Some of them were, but maybe not. Cause
3: maybe some are are saying, Richard. Hey,
0: I got all these lists and, you know. And Jacob didn't say, they weren't my list, though. I mean, he was just going to say,
2: what about you? Yeah. He, he's
0: never been. He wasn't gonna get, if it was Richard, he telling not tell anybody. Oh, and maybe that was part of the confusion, too. It's like, well, who's in charge, really? And it's like, uh. Was Richard just, like, pretending to be Jacob? Even though he'd met Jacob, it wasn't like, gee, I wonder if mm-hmm. he's real. Yeah. So, yeah. It's weird. It's very
3: <laughs>
2: weird. And
0: uh, any thoughts, like, what the ash is made of? Uh.
2: I don't know what it's made of. It, it could be
3: people. It could be, like, something else, like a tree logged on the island and burned. or I, I don't know. Because uh, isn't someone going to pick up some of Jacob's ashes soon? Probably in the next episode. Am I imagining that?
0: Uh, well, doesn't he himself only as a younger self do that? And then eventually you'll see him pick up his own ashes. Okay. As, as, as president. Okay,
3: so something like that happens.
0: That's. I think that's what it is
3: because there's no one else like Jacob for at least 2,000 years. Mm. <laughs> so maybe it's mother's ashes that's there. But wait, no, she's a skeleton in the cave, right? Yep. yep. So it can't be her ashes. No, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, if it had to be Jacob or someone like Jacob, then they travel back in time with Jacob's ashes to give... <laughs> no, never <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs>
0: is Are the ashes um I don't know I'm just throwing this out that are they the ashes of what he tried to build originally got torn down and burnt up, and the people from that,
3: yeah, or it could be an equivalent to like holy water, maybe get it blessed by a priest or you take Echo's church and burn it and okay. <laughs> you've got your ashes. Do you have any more questions?
2: Uh, let's see. Since this is a repeat of what happens in the
0: afterlife with life with uh, Sawyer and Juliet, is what's happening here is that a merging of both realms since we're seeing it played out in this life here, or is she seeing where she's heading and it fits in the here and now world, so it's kind of a kind of a um Self-fulfilling prophecy in that sense, or or just she kind of experiencing both places, both times. I mean, what hmm. exactly is happening here?
2: So pretty oh, much almost
0: oh. identical. There's to this, what happens, and,
3: and we see in the end. Yes, but she's not awake to that at the at the start. Like when we move into the flash sideways, she's not aware yet that it's the afterlife. So how does she know here? Or just because time is different there than it is here.
0: Right, there's no now here.
3: She experiences it all in the blink of an eye and knows enough to say it worked. We're together Mm. forever. But then why does she kind of get to get that glimmer of the afterlife when nobody else does?
0: Well, in this moment, she's like right on the verge of death. So yeah. that window is it the same window that Miles is able to hear? Is it the same window that MIB is experiencing through lock? It's just a sliver of time. Or a veil, you know, the veil between life and death in that that sense. Um and within it just maybe just some fleeting Memory, both kind of touching into the other kind of time, non time.
2: Mm. Yeah, or it's like the
3: bubbles of the alternate reality, they're bumping into each other, so you get a little bit of crossover.
0: Yeah.
3: knowledge somehow. I don't know. I don't know, anything's possible when you set off an atomic bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a dreamatorium. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more. What okay. happens in the water?
3: Right. That's my last question, too. Was oh, Dogan when he cut his hand...
0: Me.
2: Sorry. I'm
3: oh, sorry. No. Good thing we had the same one. And when Dogen was cutting his hand, did he expect his hand to get healed when he dipped it in the water? And if so... And it didn't happen. Then why was he like, "Yeah, we'll just put Saeed in there, yeah, so we'll see draft. if this happens.
0: Like, Try another." It's change. not working, but maybe if we <laughs>
1: pull them under water, it will work.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I think that um, well, the things that changed was Jacob's death, and also yeah, uh, you know, Locke not being Locke anymore, being MIB, and being sex at the same time. So um the thing that concerned them see later on is is that uh something happened to Saeed, not in a good way. Mhm. So um
2: it was tainted, it was you know, polluted. But
0: exactly with what that
3: polluted it. Right. Because now it seems like it's even worse. I mean, you'd almost think with Jacob dying, is this a, like, things are really going wrong or is it a protective measure so that the man in black can't use it like Jacob would have used it? But then it's turning people into these, like, kind of terrible zombie people, so (laughs) it's not, it's more to the man in black's advantage and not to anyone else's. Um, But, yeah, it does seem to be um, in sync with Jacob's death so, but it's odd then that they didn't realize right away. I mean, has this happened before? So they're like, well, we we'll usually just wait till it clears up. Because if you always had had this beautiful, like imagine it was clear and bubbly and and always healed people, and all of a sudden, hey, it's really dark and murky and dirty, and it's not <laughs> healing my hand that I just cut. Wouldn't you be like, hey? this might be a hint that something's wrong with Jacob. <laughs> like, maybe Jacob has a cold or something. He has a cold. He never has a cold. He's got something life-threatening. He's got an <laughs> eye attack. <contact>. Uh, <laughs> you'd think you'd make that connection if if you were them. But yeah, maybe they didn't know how close Man in Black was and that they were, I mean, they're kind of isolated out there. They don't realize that they are um, under threat at all.
0: Yeah, and they have, they don't really have any idea that happened, mm-hmm. and as we find out later on. You know, Hurley says, oh, you know, Jacob's dead, right? You know, so... And said, "Like, well, Right, you know. right. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: But, yeah, that should have given them pause, but maybe it was just like, okay, well, we know if this is going to work, it has to work now, and within this time of this hourglass, that's how long you can keep them in there. It's either going to work or it's not after that, and this is the only... Shot if we wait too long, maybe they think it can't work at all.
1: Mm.
0: It has to be maybe okay, this is the time of death, this is when we have to try it, otherwise, there's nothing we can do. But they were certain it's like, well, he's dead. I mean, is that part of it? (laughs) Mm. It clearly he wasn't dead, so did he have to die? for it to, to happen?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: See a healing like that? Or... Hmm.
2: Yeah. Hard to know. <laughs> well, we
3: better keep moving, but I'm sure Zombie side will come up again yeah. <laughs> very soon. <laughs> so, now that we've had some great discussion of some of these ongoing mysteries, we're going to uh, transition a little bit and... Take a look at something that makes us feel nostalgic about Lost. It's the Never Let It Fade Away segment.
0: All right. This time on Never Let It Fade Away, we talk about your theories about Lost podcasts. This is one of the uh, very first podcasts I ever listened to, way back when. Um, this is the early days of Lost, probably, in uh, mm-hmm. 2006, so. Uh, I found it on the Lost Podcasting Network under the description Uh, for Luke and Michael. Um, The podcast strictly devoted to your theories about Lost, and this is the description from Lostpedia. Your theories about Lost podcast had a unique form in that the fans provide all major content. They send in their theories of the show via email, voicemail, fax, or on the message board, and they are read out or played in the show. Theories are always credited to their authors. In April 2006, Chris, the main host of the show, handed it over to Luke and Eamon, who had both been hosting the show with Chris beforehand. The podcast then took on some changes. New segments for the show were added. However, the main focus is still on the fans' theories. Um, I mostly remember Luke Brown as the host when I was listening. Um, it was a very simple, bare-bones podcast, wall-to-wall theories, people from all over. No direct commentary from the hosts really. uh, Just ponder what other folks were thinking about during the time, and uh, that you weren't the only one out there thinking about these things incessantly. (laughs) made you feel good. Sadly, it's no longer available, but I did find one episode that was in an archive somewhere, so we might be able to link to that. Um, Originally, it was like a rougher audio, this one sounded a little smoother, Um, which kind of like that, kind of set an interesting mood and tone. Like you're listening over ham radio or something like that to like weird theories. So it was very cool, thought provoking podcast, Your Theories About Lost. Great. Have you you ever listened to any of that? Sure. I did
2: not. I did not.
0: It (laughs) might have been, I don't think, I think they tried to re up it. I remember Luke doing something, um, there was a gap there when there weren't podcasts, and I think he tried to renew the show, and then uh, I'm not sure if he podcasted all the way to the end. I don't think so. So yeah. this was like an early I, on creation. You may not have even been watching the show then.
3: Probably not. It it sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard about it, but um, not in the last couple seasons when I was caught up. Kept pretty good tabs on the LPN. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recall seeing it, but uh, I don't know. Now I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. unfortunately there's no episodes around except for that one I did find. But um, um, yeah, it was just like people would just call in or send stuff in and, and they'd either read the emails or whatever and, or voicemails would come in. And that would be it. It would just be wall-to-wall theories.
3: That's fun. Yeah. That really fun. fun. It, was
0: different. it was really cool.
3: Yeah. Cool. Well, great. Thanks for sharing that. We'll put a link to that up on the blog, whatever we can find of it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those are mentioned. Sometimes you can find them on the Last Day where they just have a mention, like a paragraph about what the podcast yeah. was, and what it was about. So.
0: Yeah, I read the little paragraph from there, but yeah, there was no uh no link from it.
3: So okay,
0: but I'll send you in the thing that I found.
3: Yeah. Okay. Podcast. Okay. Great. Well, now that you have all heard from
2: us, we want to hear from you. It's the Coconut Internet. week on the coconut internet we have some tweets
0: um this one came from at sean underscore munger on october 28th and he he tweeted hope it went well and that was um i asked our listeners before we did the last podcast wish us well on our second attempt (laughs) (laughs) and yes sean it did go well this time so thank you um for making mention of it on twitter and We have Adam from NZ at ADZ, underscore NZ, on October 30th. British Saeed is back with, what happened? (laughs) 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 What happened? Uh, (laughs) He tells you he had his own accent. (laughs) That does crack me up, too. And Adam also tweeted on the 31st. Just to be clear, it's like his body, Jedi, disappeared all the while, which you were just talking about earlier. It oh, was. yeah. <laughs> so I tweeted back, strike me down, vicious. I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> 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 that's probably what it was for Jacob, and he kind of does. Through our lost he becomes more powerful because they're coming.
2: So, <laughs> I'm
0: thinking of some more
2: I'm not dead, really.
3: You're here. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it's gone. I'm not
2: gone, really. <laughs> something. Else. But yeah, that's
0: what we got this week for
2: feedback. Okay. Thank
0: you, Sean and Adam, for your feedback. And if anybody mm-hmm. else wants to send us some feedback for the next show or any other future shows, what can they do, Anna?
3: Well, they can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. Um, you can find us on Twitter, at Lost in Order. You can give us a phone call, 334-316-LOST. You can email us, lostinorderpodcast at gmail.com. We also accept voicemail submissions via email, record a little voice memo, and send it our way. We just love that. Um, you can find all our contact information, as well as all our episodes, all the Never Let It Fade Away links, on our blog, Lostinorderpodcast.wordpress dot com. Wendy, final closing thoughts.
0: Well, we want to thank everybody out there for listening and downloading, subscribing, and tweeting and retweeting, comments, follows, forwards, feedback, any support, anything at all. We uh, check cash, credit card. We don't have any means <laughs> of that, man. but it's a thought that counts. So we'll take that for the last order podcast. Anything in general, we, we thank you all very much for. And of course, we want to thank uh, Station Seven, The Door Podcast, for sponsoring us with the amazing Lost scarf on their show. They're out there talking about The Walking Dead and a little bit of going back with Lost, doing some stuff there. So check them out. We want to thank Matt for adding us to the Rewatching Good TV Network, network of podcasts. So go check out Matt. Leave something there for him too. And we want to uh, thank Adam and Clint over at the Getting Lost Podcast for. Promoting Lost Nord over there, and we want to say mention their show. This is a podcast about Lost, of course. Getting Lost. This is a veteran Lost fan, Adam, and first timer watcher, Clint. They are in season three right now, so in in the midst of it. So go check those guys out. They're on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, that's lo- uh, getting lost. I almost said lost in order. We're lost in order. Over <laughs> thanks to hey, them. We're okay. talking about lost in order over there. And, of course, thanks to Mr. Axel Foley for our intro and outro of the podcast and Mr. Michael Maloney for taking the time that he spent,
2: I can't even imagine, all the hours
0: putting this together and, uh, and doing such an amazing job at it incredible so thank you Michael and of course I want to thank Anna for doing this podcast with me and being a wonderful friend wonderful co-host and everything she does for the podcast we wave our fist at Pamela right now but thank you talk (laughs) to you you're here and uh if I ever gave her an item to take with her and even if it meant traveling through time there would be no maybes about it she wouldn't look at the contents inside of it because that's the kind of person.
3: <laughs> what did Hurley say? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I might
0: have to no, say maybe, maybe
3: too. I, I'm a little nosy.
0: <laughs> I know I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I probably like. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: like um, I know you're probably not making me a drug meal or anything, but
2: <laughs> I, I just gotta see what. <laughs> I'm, I don't think you do that to me. Time but... traveling, time <laughs> traveling.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs>
3: okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you, Wendy, <laughs> for all your wonderful research as well, and your wonderful co-hosting. So, uh, next time we're going to be watching chronologic, chronologically, chronologically last episode ninety. We're only eleven episodes away from the end, which is unbelievable, but. We'll be on 2007 again on the island, day six, and this is day six out of just 14 days once they crash on the island on a JIRA 316. So, day six out of 14, uh, we'll have some more infected Saeed, an old friend that shows up again, the lock will get buried, might be a visit to a cave. So, uh, some things to look forward to. As we sign off from this episode of Lost in Order, we will leave you with a question.